Hello and welcome to the Money and Miracles podcast with me, Emily King. We call ourselves rich women over here because we are all about living the rich woman life inside and out. We take the taboo out of talking money and we say yes to our desires. And each week I'll be bringing you a dose of money mindset and relatable life stories so you can go out into the world and live your best freaking life. Let's do this, rich woman. Hello and welcome back to Heal Your Debt. You are at the almost finish line, just about there. We're in part four of this four-part series. And to kick off, I wanted to share with you a little excerpt that I loved from the book, You Are Awesome, by Neil Pasricha. And he talks about how essentially we think we can tell the future. So let me just read some of the some of the excerpts from his book. So he said, what's next on the staircase? And then he said, you know, well, that's the problem. No one knows. It's invisible. We can't see the future. And maybe if that were the only problem, that would be okay. But it isn't. It gets worse. Why? Because according to the research, we actually think we can see up that staircase. Our brains think, oh, yeah, sure. I know what's my next, you know, what's next in my life. We imagine those stairs and we think we're good at imagining them, but in reality, we suck at it. He goes on to share that there was um, this study conducted back in 2013 and published in Science Magazine where they took over 19,000 people from 18 years of age all the way up to 68, and through all the tests and all sorts of things that they did, the results were mind-blowing and like getting this buzz going because... What they found was that no matter how old the respondents were, they uniformly believed that they had changed a ton in the past, but would change very little in the future. What does that mean? So he says, imagine a 30-year-old guy telling the tempestuous story of his last 10 years, but figuring his next 10 years would be smooth sailing. Imagine a 50-year-old woman talking about how everything had flip-flopped after she turned 40, but then assuming that at 60, she'd be the same person she was now. That was a case for everybody, regardless of age, gender, or personality. We all do it. We all think that the way things are now is the way things will continue to be. Ooh, when I read that in that book, that that was a highlight for me in that book. That really struck a chord with me where it was like, shit, he is so right. And I did that exercise myself. I mean, I didn't do the study or the research, but I did an exercise a few months ago where I reflected on the last six years of my life. And holy cow, have they ever changed. Like in so many ways, uh, like with family, there's new there's new people in my life. Like my my nephew now exists that didn't exist over six years ago. My own child exists. Um, I never knew that I'd be joining forces with Gina and forming another business. That was not on my radar. I never knew that I'd have a business called Shift. I never knew the financial progress that I'd make. I never knew that I'd have rental properties. I never knew certain illnesses that would happen. Like there's highs, lows, in-betweens, all sorts of things. But it is wild the journey that I've been on the last six years. And I'm sure that if you did that reflection for yourself, you too would be like, oh yeah, like a lot has changed. 
And so this study gives us that evidence that we think we are like, you know, outplaying God or we're smarter than the universe in the sense that we're like, yeah, 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 I I know universe God, you threw a whole lot of wrenches, you threw ups and downs and everything and you grew me, but like next five, 10 years, I got it. So why do I share this around healing your debt? Well, I share it because of this. I'm going to continue on to read another little passage from the book. He says, if you're flying high, that's maybe not a bad thing. But if you're falling, if you're broken, if you're busted, if you're heartbroken, if you're lonely, then this is a dangerous psychological tendency, and we all share it. When we're at rock bottom, we are certain that there's no way up. We think that we'll never get out of our parents' basement. We think our divorce means we'll never meet someone new. We think if we've lost our jobs, we'll be scrolling online temp postings forever. The researchers called this the end of history illusion. We think all our wild stories stop exactly now and everything will remain unchanged from here on out. So this gives you massive, massive, massive hope and faith and trust that where you are now is most certainly not where you're going to be five years from now, for sure. So if we know that to be our reality, that can give us that shift in okay it's not even like this is just a hypothesis like this is this is the studies have shown 19,000 people you know we're we're taking into account for this research where like we all think this we all think that we know the answer we all think we know our destiny but we don't we suck at it so in knowing that what's the future that you would like to create what's the shift that you would like to create So there's two big action steps that I want you to take today. One, funny enough, is actually I'm going to share a previous podcast episode because it breaks down the how-to of paying off debt in the most easy way. It was so incredible, this method, this teaching, this sharing, that it actually landed me on the TEDx stage. I took that topic and brought it to the TEDx stage it's been seen by tens of thousands of people, and it is by far my most popular podcast episode. It is so practical. It is so easy to implement. So I'll link it down below, but just in case you're scrolling and trying to find the podcast yourself, it's called How I Paid Off 10K in One Month, and spoiler alert, I call it the dollar a day debt repayment method. So that's going to be your action step. It oh, It's so good and I cannot wait for you to listen to it because I've had countless people, I have so many screenshots on my phone from people reaching out to me, you know, having said, I paid off $27,000 of debt. I paid off $13,000 of debt. I got my credit card paid off this month and I'm a single mom. Like this means so much to me. So, so many people have used this to like their success And, oh, it's so incredible. And you can use it to apply it to your savings too. Like once the debt is gone or paid off, keep going with doing this method with your savings. So that's your how-to actionable step behind the paying off the debt. Because I know in this this whole series, we've been doing a lot of the internal stuff. Um, So I want to make sure we get the external because, as I say, mindset without action is bullshit. You know, if you're doing this stuff, but you're not actually, if you're doing the internal work, if you're doing the journaling and having the reflections and bringing up the awareness, but if you're not actually taking the external action, it's all just bullshit. 
It's all just like lip service, right? Or, or, or written service, right? Ask me how I know. I've, I've learned from experience. You know, when I talk a talk, but I don't walk a walk, I've called myself out on that and gotten results. But here's the other thing that I want to do uh, that I promised I would share with you about the $100. So what I would love for you to do is use cash for one day. 24 hours, only use cash. Now, I know there's some things, maybe you're like, well, my cell phone bill, you know, automatically gets charged, my credit card or my debit account, whatever it is. Any automatic payments, let's not worry about that. That's all good. But your day-to-day spending, you're going for a coffee, you're picking up a gift for a kid's birthday party you're going to, whatever it is, your, your groceries that you're picking up, you are going to just spend cash. You're going to do a cash cleanse for one day. I do this myself from time to time and actually I'm going to I'm going to like follow suit. Actually, I'm taking it a step further where I'm doing this for a whole week. Uh, I've worked out my my estimated expenses in the run of a week and I'm going to play with it where I'm going to take out a certain amount of money. I'm actually going to go to the bank today and do that. And uh, starting the Monday of next week, I am going to only use cash for that week. And if I go over, so be it, I'll take out more cash. If I go under, Wonderful. But here's why I want you to do it, is it gets you back into a relationship with money. Money is such an unseen thing these days. You know, with credit cards, with online payments, with tap on your phone, it's it's so, we're so distant from it and we're so separate from it. And it's kind of like, you know, in COVID, when obviously we all had to isolate and you couldn't see anyone, you could like just look at people through windows or like you had to keep your six feet away. This is like post-COVID where you finally get to like hug it, embrace it, touch it, feel it, like be with it. This is what you're doing with your money. Like you're no longer separate from it. It's not like this distant, scary thing or this thing that you want really badly. Like it's in your hands. You're getting into a relationship with it. It is so powerful doing this exercise. So I'm going to leave it at that because it's kind of one of those things you just got to do it to experience it to really go, oh, I get why Emily wanted us to do this. Because every time I do this, it it really shifts me into a better relationship with money and a really intimate relationship with your money. There's a saying out there, you what gets measured gets improved. And I'm a real advocate for looking at your numbers, for, for really knowing the data. And whilst I know this isn't data, so to speak, it does get you more intimate with it. It gets you like literally hands-on, like touching and feeling it versus it just being something in theory or something you're thinking about changing or whatever, you know? So take out your hundred bucks, use that today for your spending. And if there's still some left over for tomorrow, use it for tomorrow or the next day. And this is going to help you a lot healing your relationship with debt and healing your relationship with money. So the last tip that I want to share is being proactive around your triggers. So on the last part of the Heal Your Debt, I shared with you about my health journey and, you know, how a big part of it was me going, well, I believe, like, I can do this and I'm no fool. (laughs) Like, I know what my triggers are going to be. I know what's going to tempt me to get off the health bandwagon and go, ah, screw it. Like, you know, 
just let me go grab fast food. Let me like not work out today. Let me just sleep in, you know, all that kind of stuff. I know my triggers. And so it's helpful to be proactive and be one step ahead of them to say like when this happens, because it's not if. It's not if, oh, maybe one of these days I'm going to want to like, I don't know, skip a workout. No, there's going to be a day when I want like when I want to skip a workout. It's going to happen. So here's what I'm going to do, right? So come up with this for yourself of journal on or reflect on or walk on or think on. What's going to be a trigger for me that will tempt me to default back to my old way of thinking or old habits? And what, do I, what am I going to do about it? So if you've been listening to this podcast series, I'm assuming there's some debt that you're going to want to be paying off. So with that, I know for sure you're going to have to look at it. And maybe you get a statement each month of how much interest you owe or what have you. And maybe your, your old response, your old habit is, oh, God, this again. So knowing that that doesn't support you, that's not a helpful situation to be in or a helpful thought, I should say, to be in. So what are you going to do differently? So maybe your proactive thing that you pull out of your toolkit is when I get my statement, I take a deep breath and I say to myself, I'm supported and I got this. I'm supported and I got this. Or maybe it's I'm so proud of myself for getting better at my money. I'm so proud of myself, right? Or maybe you know that um, your old habit is to ignore your finances and not even look at them, just kind of pay the bare minimum. Well, maybe your new thing is now of like, no, I'm going to put it in my calendar and I'm going to not only put it in my calendar, but I'm going to have an accountability partner. Maybe it's your husband, wife, whoever, uh, a best friend of yours, but like they're going to check in with you and every Monday at 8 p.m., that's going to be your time to just just even open your bank account. That's it. That's what you're going to do. So start to build in these proactive habits and really take it one little itty-bitty bite-sized chunk at a time, something that you know without fail you'll commit to. So for example, going back to my health journey, I didn't do what I had typically done in the past and been like all in overnight, right? Changing everything tomorrow, right? I did it one step at a time with stuff that was no brainers for me. Like I can't fail at this. So where I started, I know my starting point not, might not be yours, but where I started with my health journey, for example, was um, it was a couch to 5K program. And it was super, super easy to follow. Whereas like literally like walk for, I forget what it was now at the time, but it started at like walk for three minutes and run for one minute and do that five times over. Geez, I got that. I can do that for sure. I love walking and throwing just a minute of running every now and then. That's easy, right? So I started with this stuff that was like almost feeling like too easy. Where it's like, man, I can probably run two or three minutes instead of just one. But it's like, no, Emily, start where you are. And then next thing you know, I ha- I bought a Fitbit watch because I wanted to start to track my running. And then next thing you know, the Fitbit was like, hmm, let's track your water. I was like, okay, let's track my water. So next thing you know, I'm drinking tons of water each day and I'm starting to feel good. And so I just started to layer on. It's called habit stacking uh, in the habit world. So that's where I want you to start. P.S. Great book on habits is Atomic Habits by James Clear, if you've never read it or heard of it. Oh, it's incredible. So good. Um, He also does an amazing email newsletter each week. So just love him and all the work he's doing. 
So there you go. You got a few action steps now. You got your $100 to use today or this week. You got the dollar a day debt repayment to follow in that podcast episode that I'm going to link up in the show notes. And you got some reflection for yourself on not if, but when I get triggered and I want to go back to my old habits. Here's what I'm going to do, right? Here's how I'm going to like put myself back in the driver's seat. So, woo, you did it. I want to check in. Do you remember on day one or part one of this series, we had you rate your relationship with your money and like how you feel about debt on a scale from one to 10. And 10 was like, oh God, I feel horrendous about it. It's so heavy. I'm losing sleep, all that kind of stuff. And one was like, not a problem. No worry. No, like stress-free zone over here. Where were you on day one and where are you today? Let me know, like shoot me a DM. You can even shoot me an email. My email is emily at emilyking.ca. Let me know how this journey went for you and what shifted for you. And the coolest thing for me as a coach and doing this work with you guys is to hear from you also a few weeks and a few months down the road. So if if you're listening to this podcast now and then it's a couple months later and things have shifted for you massively, you got some debts paid off or just even the way you feel about money has shifted, let me know. Like that lights me up hearing from you guys implementing these things. So once again, my email is emily at emilyking.ca or my Instagram is at emilyking.ca. So reach out and connect with me. Let me know how this journey went for you. Share your feedback. There's going to be more where this came from. We got myself and Gina are actually going to join forces and do another money challenge coming up soon. So stay tuned. There's more where this came from. But in the meantime, thank you so much. Give yourself a high five. I'm giving you a high five from afar. So freaking proud of you for showing up for this. You did it. Hopefully you feel much better. And I'm just so proud of you. So thank you for being here. We'll see you again on the next episode. And as always, bye for now.